0: What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 159 of your favorite podcast, the Gordon Podcast. I'm Rose Justin Mahaley and Brandon Logg survived. He survived. And he's back in action with us today. Man, it was a close call, but we made it. Today, we're going to talk about five common leg training mistakes. I think there's some really good stuff inside that you guys are going to be able to learn from. As always, grown Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. She's going to Mahaley at checkout. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. We announce a new $100 Amazon gift card winner. Get ready. I'll see you inside. Dude, how was the vid? How was it?
1: The COVID. The COVID. COVID. Honestly, I was expecting a lot worse.
0: Yeah, nothing really happened. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's kind of what we experienced. Too. Yeah, when
1: when I first had it, because yeah. this is my second time having it. Yeah, when I first oh, had man, it,
0: your antibodies are soft. Mm-hmm. Soft.
1: No, see the 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 wave got stronger this time. Ah, that's what it yeah. is. It
0: was the strongest strand imaginable. Yeah, exactly. And it it just tried shutting you down, mm-hmm. and it didn't it's have true. a prayer.
1: No way, I ran through it so quick.
0: from the anabolic steroids. It's, I'm it's not Definitely sure. from that. You're natty? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn, that's even more impressive. than. No, honestly,
1: the first time when I had it, when I had no taste or smell, yeah. I thought that was the worst. I would rather have been puking my brains out than yeah. have that again. Yeah. And so this time all I had was like a fever. Yeah. In and out. In and out fever for it's a couple days. Very interesting. Yeah, and then that was it that's not bad no that's not terrible I mean the worst part was just like not training oh yeah 100% not moving not doing anything and being in a hotel Megan also taste
0: for what like nine days yeah something like that mm-hmm. yeah honestly I was like kind of fine I just like felt when I had it it was just like allergies for mm-hmm. like honestly, oh like a your eyes are and stuff? yeah yeah it was like low grade allergies mm-hmm. so it was interesting I don't know. It's why. almost like something. There's something to that whole being in good shape. You know, yeah. helps you fight, like not get pills. so so sick. Yeah. yeah. That wild. Mm-hmm. What is that? Eighty percent of, eighty um, uh, percent of deaths from COVID were, uh, uh, from obese. Oh, the people.
1: Yeah, the people that were hospitalized because of COVID. hospitalized. Yeah. That's what. Not deaths. Yeah. Hospitalized. Eighty percent of people that were hospitalized from COVID. Yeah. They were obese or overweight.
0: So I have a recommendation. Don't be obese. It's a good idea. Well, I mean, compared to the charts, like we're obese, don't have a uh, poor body composition, Ooh. and um, be healthier. You know, your odds are much higher. And that's not to say people without poor, you know, body compositions like it killed. Like Megan Ashley was fucking. Yeah, she actually, she reached out to me. It.
1: She actually reached out to me and told me not to because she saw that I was going to go train. Yeah, uh, seven, a week after. Yeah, and she was like, "Just take it easy because you know yeah. your body's still fighting those." Yeah, um, yeah, but you feel I mean, good and everything after training. Oh yeah, so, good. Fuck good. yeah, fuck yeah. I, t- I was like five days without any symptoms before I trained.
0: Very good, mm-hmm. very good. Well, we need to pick a uh, review winner the week, I almost forgot about that. Let's go, let's go. Um, let's see who's it going to be. I'm excited. I I, Shit, already... I can't pull up our reviews. Why does it do this sometimes? I'm excited
1: to be. Sometimes
0: I just can't pull up our reviews. Where'd you go? Can you pull up our reviews? Uh, well, I yeah. can't pull up our reviews right now, so I guess we'll do it on the next episode. Let's see. Let's see if you can pull. Up. I don't know. Sometimes it does that. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing a really good job, um, like uh, helping share us and stuff. The, Numbers of the pot are going up, and I just really appreciate, uh, obviously I appreciate that greatly. Um, today, we're going to talk about five common leg training mistakes. Um I should probably do like part one, two, three, four, all the way up to like 100 on this, because there's a lot of common leg training mistakes. Um, but I had five that I was just kind of thinking about, um, I see in athletes who come to me. Just physiques um, on Instagram or on stage. Um, And my by far number one, were you able to get the reviews up? Yeah, I was. Let's do it real quick. All right. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, tell me when you're ripping.
0: All right. I'm ripping. I'm ripping. Stop. Game changer. Completely changed my tra- training perspective. Some of the ideas presented are revolutionary in their unoriginality and simplicity. Impressing weight I haven't seen in years, and it's almost completely because of the advice offered here. Game-changing advice, five stars, March 18th. That's what they put their name as, game-changing advice. So whoever that is, reach out to the Grow podcast. We we'll you out your $100 Amazon gift card. Congratulations. Congratulations. You just came $100 richer. Oh. Remember, leave us five star rating and review, and your review will be entered into win that weekly one hundred dollar gift card giveaway. Back to common leg training mistakes. Number one, not enough direct adductor work. So people are relying on like deadlifts or RDLs or um, leg press, or you know just. More compounding movements to, um, you know, be able to stimulate and force an adaptation in their adductors. You know, and adductors are a massive part of the leg. Like Jesus Christ, you ever just grab your adductors? It's like fuck. That's usually like you see a bodybuilder on stage, and it's like man, a third of their quad is adductor, mm-hmm. like a third of their leg. Girth no in gap in between no oh, thigh yeah. gap it's just nasty massive mm-hmm. yeah especially dude.
1: if they have that nasty vein going down yeah. from the top fucking yeah, splitting that sick. adductor and it's their cool cu- top of their
0: quad yeah yeah That's
1: there's sweet. nothing
0: cooler than some badass adductors mm-hmm. says man you got to work so fucking hard to have it. and you got to work at it so long to have them They're such a dense muscle um you know similar to your quads like you want really fucking big quads uh you know hamstrings glutes really all leg muscles are very dense man you got to work on it for a long time but adductors are brutal man and it is so painful training adductors. like on that eccentric you really pull out that fucking load mm-hmm. to an extreme stretch and it i mean you can feel the fibers just fucking tearing dude mm-hmm. it's awful
1: that pump is some, um, it's something it's yeah i remember the first time i had an adductor pump it felt like i had a water balloon or yeah a, a balloon between my legs yeah like literally yeah
0: it's horrible uh-huh it, it hurts is, it's horrible um, that's actually one of the points I want to talk about is pain tolerance in here, but we're going to get to that later. I think, I think if you're a competitor, we should probably be doing direct adductor work unless you do have strong adductors from, um, you know, the other lifts that you're doing. Adductors are so important. Like in a bikini back pose, man, some prominent adductors look cool. They look really cool. And then in all, obviously all the muscular divisions, you know, adductors are, they add size to every shot your front side and back shots uh so not enough direct adductor work but also um you know we are going to see that oftentimes if we have lagging adductors we're not able to make the same progress on quad or hamstring or even glue um uh, focus movements because i mean a, a, a couple items. Um, number one, adductors are supporting movers and, you know, a majority of those compound lifts you are going to do. And so if you have a massive weakness or instability throughout part of that active range of motion, then, you know, the odds of you being able to overload and increase the, you know, the, the, the load under proper intent, um, within your lifts is, You know, going to decrease because your body's it's difficult to overcompensate for a weak, you know, weak area throughout an active range of motion or any range of motion, really. Um, So, it's going to inhibit the size you're able to put on the rest of your legs if you're not able to really take some adductor sets deep. And I like training adductors in a decently high volume. So, you know, I'll do one leg day a week. Um, but I'll usually do adductors, like two sets of adductors, like a drop set and a rest pause set. Um, and I think that I, I, I think that really pushing them hard and far with a ton of that just fucking volume and that extended tension. I really think that's good for adductors. I have,
1: I have a question. Yeah. Um, obviously we use the adductor machine. Yeah. And the only reason we still use it is because we have the gym pin. Yeah. Have
0: had we not have the gym pin? Yeah. What do you think we should we should do? Yeah, I mean you would just have to do really, really so the adductor machine at the gym, I think only goes like two hundred pounds or something like yeah. that. Well there's three of them and I think they each just go to two hundred. Um, which isn't very much weight. Um so you just have to have extremely slow eccentrics and like dead stops so you just do like a three second eccentric or something like that man i mean maybe really i would be comfortable to five six as long as you're able to control the load within that target area do a dead stop at the full stretch i like make it super fucking painful like you have to make the load heavier uh-huh. in cases like that right um so we're all machines like you start getting on the high ends of machines and the the poundages are maxed out i would highly recommend getting a gym pin um actually i have a code with them I think it's, it's either Mahaley or Mahaley ten. I, I highly, 10. I think it's ten. I, I 10. highly recommend grabbing um, a gym pin because it's going to help you extend. Uh, you know the stimulus you're able to get from the machines, and you know I think machines are very, very, very important part of training. Um, you know, that's how we're, we're usually able to align and bias muscles really well through machine work. So if you start maxing it out, you're obviously pretty fucking strong. Yeah, because I don't know head.
1: any other exercise to isolate adductors, like, nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing
0: like that. I mean, there's variances of a leg press you could do, but you're still going to have so mit- so right. much help from right. secondary and tertiary fibers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I not enough direct adductor work. Number two, um, this is a very important point for all training. Not just leg training. And it's something you've heard me reference before, I'm sure. But not spending enough time in a loaded stretch. You know, I do a lot of dead stop stuff in a full stretch. Like the... Um the uh, bilateral dumbbell lat focus rows that we do. we put that we put those uh, the scapula in full pronation, you know, really almost reaching towards the floor, really forcing that lat to get a huge stretch under that load. Um, you know, we know that active contractile tension of a muscle is usually highest around the resting length. So where you're just at?' Um, if you're just if you're standing there, uh, just stand straight up, the angle of which your arm, that it that it lays, that's kind of where your bicep's going to be able to pull the most contractile force against the load, right? It doesn't mean it's the strongest point. It means it has the most potentiation from that point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of our muscles are like that. Um, passive tension from non-contractile elements like tendons, fascia, um, things like that increase as muscle length increases and that makes overall muscular tension highest when the muscles in a stretch position because When we stretch the muscles, very similar to when we fully contract the muscles, um, they counteract by trying to return to its resting length, right? So we're stretching, 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 and that muscle starts sort of contracting against us before we even really start pulling. You ever notice, like, if you do, like barbell bicep curls where you flex your tricep at the bottom and then curl all the way up. When you go past that resting point and you flex that tricep at the bottom, if you can feel that bicep, it's like a sharp stretch feeling. Mm -hmm. It's fighting. It's trying to contract against the load to get you to come back, but you're forcing it to go through a stretch. And now from there, we start pulling. um, And I mean, you know, at that point, you take out all momentum and Um, You know, assuming you're not fucking swinging your hips forward, you're taking out the momentum and you're forcing that bicep to contract so fucking hard against that load. Right. Well, every muscle is the exact same way. Every single muscle is the exact same way. When we're overstretched, that's why I love like the pendulum squat. Because it forces you to overstretch that quad on every proper rep. And a lion leg curl, a lion leg curl, just like the white one at House of Gaines, it's a little rusty and weird, but it's really fucking good. It forces that knee extension beyond 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. So I actually have to have my, my training partner help me with that first like 15 degrees of motion to get me. You know, in a in a conducive working position, but then on every single eccentric when I'm going down, I'm able to go. You know, on lighter loads, I'm able to take that that uh, uh, knee extension out really, really fucking mm-hmm. far. Honestly, almost all the way, almost all the way. Yep, because you kind of um, have that momentum to help you back with yeah, the next rep. But I can take it past that resting point, uh-huh. and so again, same fucking thing happens. The contractile force that the muscle starts producing to try and bring it back to the resting state is produces a ton of muscular tension mechanical tension and we know that mechanical tension plays a massive factor in hypertrophic response and mechanical tension is highest if we have overlapping passive and active tension which is what we're talking about here now you might be sitting there thinking like, all right, how do you feel about extreme stretching after a set? So I'm not a huge fan of it, honestly. Um, I kind of understand the gist. Have you seen people do that? Like they'll finish a set of biceps and they like pin their palm against like an incline bench and then kind of push into it to give that stretch to the bicep, like beyond the passive position. No. It, it was picking up steam and bodybuilding throughout like the late 2000s. Um, but it's... Um, it, you know, it's kind of died off a little bit. Um, in my opinion, thankfully, it's died off a little bit. I don't understand that. Very um, much. Yeah, well, that's essentially what they're trying to do. Is they're trying to overstretch that muscle and force more micro tears to occur within the muscle. It's so pumped, and it's so pumped, and it pushes that fascia out. And they're thinking we can kind of stretch the muscle, stretch faster, maybe just allow for more. And, you know, when when it's that stretch, it it does allow for more oxygen and blood uptake. Mm -hmm. I don't think it makes a significant difference. I don't think so. Because we have to have the active fighting both ways. So we need to have the passive um, and the active um, tension kind of both happening here. Okay? Improper utilization of of machines. I posted this on my Q&A the other day, and a lot of people I didn't understand. I'm not really sure how... Um, I should make a post talking about it, but, um, like on a hack squat and on a pendulum squat, you want to have your back light against the pad. If you're digging your back into the pad, you're going to get a lot of posterior focus out of that. And like, we're literally doing a hack squat or a pendulum squat for a quad bias because we're able to get through such a massive range of motion, right? Like. Keep your back extremely light against that pad. We don't need to, if if you're driving your hips through the pad, you're taking away the purpose and the intent behind the lift. And at that point, you're just moving load. Mm-hmm. You know we have barbell RDLs for that. You know we have um, proper sumo deadlifting for that. We have other compound movements we can do for the posterior. We want those to be very anterior focused. And I think that, you know, that's why we see, um, I I see a lot of wellness girls really trying to train this way because they're posterior dominant and they're doing the hacks and they're doing the pendulums and all that stuff, but they're driving their fucking hips through the back of it. It's like you're driving hips through the back of it to overcompensate because you don't want to drop the load and do it the right fucking way because it's so humbling. Mm -hmm. You have to drop your ego so much. And you're just training your posterior here. Yeah, you're just, I mean, you're, you're, where you're already dominant at, Mm -hmm. you're becoming more dominant. Mm -hmm. So making that little switch can be very good. Back paddle, the leg press, being at an angle that transfers the load to um, a lot to provide a lot of lower back tension, that's something that I see often. There's no proper angle that I can tell you, 30 degrees, 15 degrees, 45 degrees. I don't care. Where is comfortable for you to where your core, your entire torso, is able to stay the most relaxed that it possibly can while you are leg pressing. Okay, I know a lot of people are all like, "Don't ever let your hips come off the pad and stuff like that." You know, if it's not really causing a lower back pain, I don't see a huge issue. As long as the tension is staying within the target bias, right? If we're pulling our back off the pad, and then your lumbar is fucking shooting out, and your hips are driving through to fucking move the load, and it's coming off your, you know, your leg muscles, well, that's a problem, right? But people kind of focus so much on the black and white stuff, and like, it's all pretty gray area. Dude, just move the fucking load in a manner that's comfortable and doesn't fucking irritate your back. Like, it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's what leg pressing needs to be. Uh, using too much momentum, like on the hack squat, you nail the fucking bottom and it shoots you out of it. Leg press is the same. Dude. I had a true, again I can't reiterate I don't care how much weight you move I just care how you fucking move it, right right. like that's all your body cares about too you're not
1: trying to set some hack squat record no most we're really likely not won't ever so that I mean, no one really cares right about. you're not a power lifter exactly
0: not understanding knee angles this is something I talked about on the uh, podcast with Mark Tominek. if your knees are outside 90 degrees it's going to be posterior dominant if they're inside 90 degrees it'll be quad dominant right um, it's that's a pretty simple concept. It doesn't need a ton of elaboration, uh, and then driving through much too much um, of your toes. I always want to see feet be really, really, really even weight uh, weight distributed really evenly amongst your feet. I think that's really fucking important for. Well, number one, that's how your body kind of thrives naturally is by having feet flat on the ground. Um, or on you know a platform if it's like a leg press or something like that that's where you're in your most athletic and your strongest position. If you don't have the ankle flexibility to be able to work through huge ranges of motion like that, um, you know where you're able to keep your feet the 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 weight. Somewhat evenly distributed amongst your feet throughout the entire set. Then we need to work on that ankle mobility. We need to loosen up those calves. Um, you know, do do work, um, do ankle circles, things to like. Make sure that there's blood flow in there, but try not to get it too pumped where it where it gets tighter. Uh, just work on your ankle mobility so you're able to train properly there. Okay, um, not high enough pain tolerance, dude. When you're training legs properly, it's awful.
1: I mean, there's nothing
0: that hurts worse. Uh-uh.
1: No, I was just telling Megan this earlier today. I kind of had to flip my switch because, you know, I always said like leg day, like I dreaded it. Yeah. Because of how painful it was. So painful. But then that mindset of that, I kind of started, you know, not training as hard because it's going to hurt regardless. Uh So my legs stopped growing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, my upper body obviously kept growing. i like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? Yeah, whether you're
0: hitting them at 80% or 100%, at that point, my God, the pain sucks so mm-hmm. bad. Just do it. Right. Like just go.
1: You might as well go 100 But people people
0: bow out on on... The pain tolerance component here with legs, I mean, dude, it hurts. Those are massive muscle groups. It's very neurologically taxing. It takes a ton of energy. It takes a ton of stress for your body to recover from that bounce back, you know, but also, you know, facilitate, um, you know, what's needed while you're training. It takes a lot, man. It's a lot. Um, So your pain tolerance needs to be very, very, very high. It should be a stinging, a bursting, a burning. I mean, it's a bad, bad, bad pain. Mm -hmm. So I want you to try to do is every single set you do next leg day, go plus three. All right. Find three more reps. All right it's you know if you're in a, a stable environment it's so not like barbell squats right if you're on a leg press it's right to pull your fucking hands up to your knees and get a few more reps mm-hmm. like that's something else people are so like
1: yeah but, you know, I'll
0: keep my hands on my knees the whole fucking set of helps me with the control right like, it's not about helping yourself with the load it's about being able to push yourself fucking further mm-hmm. within that set right if that's what you're trying to accomplish and yeah exactly mm-hmm. um, so Try that out, and I, I bet you'll be pretty surprised what you find there when you just start going plus three. And last one, too much ISO focus. You, look, like we just talked about, it's going to be painful. with you do lying leg curls, seated ham curls, leg extensions, that's the other thing. People bias those machines because everyone's fucking strong on those machines. Like you're stronger in those machines than anywhere else. I mean, every single one of those machines, I max out and add three fucking 45s mm-hmm. to with the gym pin. But that doesn't mean it's helping me fucking get better, right? Like, there's a point of diminishing returns. Like, I was doing that seated ham curl. And remember, I was doing three fucking, three twenty fives. That's what fit in there. Mm-hmm. And I was getting, like, 50 fucking plus reps mm-hmm. and shit. Like, what? I not really that conducive. Right. Um, Especially so,
1: if you could, like, go over to the lying hamstring curl. Exactly. And do rest well, I just over picked there. up the
0: RDLs, the 170-pound RDLs, and just cranked them out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, fuck, dude. I, like, I realize what I'm doing. I'm doing this instead of the RDLs because leg day is so painful. Yep. And the pendulum squat sucks so bad. You know, I'm doing three sets on that. Mm-hmm. That I just, like, didn't want to do it. And it's like... You know, you gotta fucking gut check yourself. Sometimes you're just being a fucking pussy, and that's okay. Right
1: now, it's even more painful.
0: Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Now it's even more painful because you're not progressing the way you should be because right. you're bowing out of the hard shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but also understand homeostasis. Just like we talk about the adductors, your body doesn't want to be extremely glute dominant. So, for girls listening, to this like I just want a huge ass and stuff, dude. You're gonna have to have some quad size some hamstring size, you know, as well. Um, unless you're very genetically gifted and just how your glutes grow, you're not have to have some serious size, you know, everywhere else, your body really thrives in a homeostatic environment, depending on the movements you're doing. If you're doing movements actually conducive to performance, you're going to have to get pretty fucking strong in your quads and your hamstrings. Um, and, you know, bikini girls might be listening to that like, oh, fuck, like, I mean, I'm going to get big. No, they're not going to get big. But in order to further grow your glutes, it's going to help a fuck ton if your hamstrings and your quads are stronger Uh so you can handle heavier poundages and force more stimulation if you know how to train your fucking glutes though it shouldn't be you you know it 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 shouldn't be some like counterintuitive item to make your quads and your hamstrings stronger you can also get stronger without getting that much like bulkier Mm -hmm. if
1: you will adding size
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah strength is a neurological component um you know and it's 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 you know, a, a musculoskeletal component as well, and connective tissue component, um, but it's it's much it's much more so a neural adaptation. Um, so, you know, you can not add a ton of inches to your legs, but you can still get them stronger within reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and understand the power output that you have. Event um, you can only hip thrust so much, right? Especially when hip thrusts are the most overrated exercise I've literally ever seen of Mm -hmm. all time. Um, You can lunge so much. You can do these things so much. But eventually, you're going to have to get strong across the board. You're going to have to be able to go to hack squat, to pendulum squat, to leg press, to barbell squat to RDL, to lunges, to Bulgarians, and you're going to have to be strong at all of them.
1: Yeah, we talk about this all the time, getting so good at a movement
0: that yeah. it's not helping you anymore. Exactly. That should be your goal, and then you move to the next movement. Right. And you just keep circling back as you get better at the other movements. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it's really that fucking simple. You have to get strong across the board. Uh, so don't fucking be afraid of that. Don't. And, and you know, guys do this too. Like, oh, I want huge, you know, quads and all this stuff. Dude, if you don't train those hamstrings really, honestly, I think you have to train hamstrings harder because there's a psychological component to seeing the quad work and you can't even fucking see the hamstring, the posterior focus work. You're just feeling it. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to try to actually train posterior a little bit harder. And, but you know, then also, like, what good does it do if? You know, you're super quad dominant. You go into barbell squat and you can only hit 315 for a few reps because your posterior can't keep up. Mm -hmm. You know, what good does it fucking do? And you're all shaking and shit with 315. Like, that's not cool. Like, again, you just want to be strong. Just fucking get strong across the board. And, you know, you're going to have pretty good success with your leg training. So I hope this stuff helps you. I hope you guys are able to apply it today. Episode 159. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastic Monday.